Do you like to eavesdrop? Well, today is your lucky day. You're going to get the eavesdrop in just a few moments. Next on Table Talk. Hey, welcome back. Bobby, do you know where eavesdrop came from? I have that no word clue. eavesdrop. No. It is the weirdest thing. You heard of the word Eve, though, right? Not yes. Not from the Bible, but the E-A-V-E. Yes. It's the Eve of a house, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, The yeah, Eve yeah. of the house. Yeah. Apparently, years ago, people would hang off the Eve of the house so they could hear the conversation in the house. I would fall. Yeah. I, 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 they, they had better eaves than I have at my I house. I mean. Right? So, but that's the, the etymology of that word goes back to somebody hanging off the edge of a house, listening through the window. I can only picture you doing this. Like, I just got the most wonderful picture within my brain of Kyle, like, hanging off the eave of a house, trying to listen in. That's so, fantastic. So that's where eavesdropping, okay. eavesdropping came from. And what we're doing today... Um, for those of you who are wondering what in the heck are you talking right. about, uh, eavesdropping is basically Bobby and I are going to have a conversation uh, because uh, I asked her to. Right. And, and so we're just going to have a conversation and people are going to eavesdrop on our conversation nice. today. And if they glean something from it, great, uh, because what I'm hoping to glean from it is some from your experience. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that, that's all that's all we're talking about today. All right. So. Where, where I want to head with this is, in this conversation, is you were at a large membership church, larger than ours, went through the COVID stuff. Yeah, you went through the COVID yeah. stuff, right? So you were there before COVID, there after COVID. I was there seven months before COVID hit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so you saw a lot of stuff going on. And what I want to hone in on specifically is, is your experience with people that all of a sudden – we said, I'm sorry, mm. we you can't serve here anymore because of COVID. Right. Right. And we just went from a whole lot of people uh, all in, involved, wanting to do ABC, one, two, three, then nothing. Yeah. And then we got to wrap it back up. But we can't wrap it back up because we were told we got a distance. We can't do it. We can't do this right. or that. Right. So, so in our church... Uh, during that time, so we just went strictly, really, to staff-driven stuff. Yeah, us too. For for a, a long period of time, and until when they started releasing all these things, then we were slowly back getting back into it. Now, the vast majority of the people are not worried about the transmission of COVID, even though there's pockets. You go, yeah, there, there is no, doesn't not, you know, you have you have some of that going on, but by and large, that that's not an issue for most people right. anymore. So, um. <clears throat> So just just take us back to to Christ United in Mobile and and what 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 y'all experience there what what was what was the shutdown like what was the comeback like how did how did people re- re- respond in the, during those times Yeah I mean I think we're a lot a lot like the others or pretty much every church um it was kind of weird. Like I was only there for seven months before we shut down everything, before the whole world shut down. Um, and we were in, we had just kicked off this huge campaign of small groups, of serving and all that kind of stuff. And 
we were walking into a season of pure vibrancy and so excited about where everything was going and how everyone was plugged in and we had people coming out of the woodworks and then you have to shut down everything and we go to staff driven everything because we get paid to do it right and we um we know the risk and and we were able to minimize the risk as much as humanly possible at that point in time or as much as we understood it at that moment um and then we went through the whole emotional i call it an emotional roller coaster because it felt like an emotional roller coaster of the process of opening back up and how we did it with the understanding of how things needed to happen in that moment in time. And we actually like, and it popped up in my feed not too long ago that we were so excited because we were training our welcome team um, to get ready to open things back up. And you see everyone in masks and see everyone distance. And um, and we had to handpick who could be there and who could not be there. And we had to add shifts of who would be there and who wouldn't be there. Um, and then that, that happened for a few months, right? And then we began the process of, okay, we can open things a little bit more and more and more and more. Everybody's gone through this. But the problem was is that once we were able to get rid of all the safety protocols for for the most part um, and walk back into a season of life of kind of normalcy is that either everyone got comfortable not serving and not being actively a part of the church in that way that they were beforehand, or they got really interested in a life of a I guess you could kind of say it a little bit more free to where they didn't have the obligation to be at church at this time or um, once a month or this and that and the other. And so we really struggled of getting people to change their mindset and getting out of that complacency or comfortability in us. And it was something we were still struggling with when I left Christ United just a couple of months ago that, you know, on a Sunday morning, we were constantly um, scraggling to find uh, enough volunteers to do what we needed to do. And, you know, we would say we would need more people, but for whatever reason, um, people were just in this place of, well, I kind of feel more free. I can go do this. I can go do that. And so we were still trying to figure it out in all honesty. Okay, so you made me feel better. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I think a lot of us are in the same place, right? Okay. Yeah, so it made me feel a whole lot better because because I'm going like you know we're you know we we're just pe- people just didn't jump in like they like they were right right and so I've had I've had this thought and this thought was not I have no original thoughts by the way so it's <laughs> somebody I've heard or somebody I've read but. Um, but but I'm sort of wondering out loud, and maybe even you know if you could go back and even in those seven months uh, when things were normal before COVID, um, of of the mentality of the people that were serving, because um, the what I'm reading and and listening to people that are you know been doing this a lot longer than I yeah. am, and a lot more success than I have in anything, is that. If you simply ask people to, I need you to volunteer, mm, right. probably not going to, and now in this climate, that's probably not going to work. Yeah. So it's it's more of, what's the reason? Yeah. What's the, what's the reason 
that uh, a person serves, and there has there has to really has to be a, a mission to serving, mm. right? There has to mm-hmm. has to be a purpose to serving. We don't want you to fill a slot. Yes. We want you to to find to know that that God's going to use you some way or another in this position that we're asking you yeah. to fill. Yeah. Right. And so I'm I'm not sure that that I've done a good enough job of explaining that. Um, and I just wondered was was that a part of anything that 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 you had heard there in those seven months that you were there before COVID? Yeah, that was actually um, changing the mindset. I feel like kind of happens as I was coming in, and and part of the process of us launching our small groups that we that I got to be a part of launching um, helped change the mindset of the whole serving and congregation itself was that not plugging a a spot, right? It's understanding what purpose you were specifically created to fill, not fill, but to live out. And going through that process of, okay, what are my actual spiritual gifts? Um, and how can I use these in a way to grow the kingdom of God, specifically here at Christ United or here now at Covenant? And going through that process with people and seeing that there's something missing within us when we don't know that purpose and when we're not actively living out of that purpose. There's also something missing when we are plugging a spot and we're not having that fulfillment because you're not only um, not living it out yourself, but then you're not growing it within other people that are connected to you in that place that you're currently serving. Because that's what happens when you are just plugged in to fill a need, which we need people, but I have never wanted to be that person to, that says, hey, I need someone, can you just come here for the day? Is that I want it to be life-giving for you so that it can be life-giving for all the people you are connected with and come in contact with. Because when you are living out of that purpose, then people see it and they catch it and they want to know what's different with you and they want to figure out how they can find that also. And so that was what I experienced in those seven months. And what I began to um, reteach in the last few months, probably the last six months I was there, we began or I got to actually um, teach spiritual gifts in different pockets. And it was like fire caught when I would teach it each and every time. And then we would we would talk about, okay, so here are the places in our church currently and in our community that we are connected with that are created for you specifically to live out that calling. And they would say, okay, can I go do it? Can you connect me with it? And when they did, it was like this whole new passion came alive within them and they wanted to serve again. Um, and we were just on the beginning of that, or at least I was in my, in the ministry I got to be a part of there. Like it was just on the cusp of it. Um, but that is where I saw it in those seven months was when we could connect them to the fact that you're not there to fill a need. You're not there because we need to work you and to serve you. You're there to to figure out who God has created you to be and how that person can help grow the kingdom through whatever church community, whatever um, faith-based community you're a part of. And and I think you're you're sort of taking over that part for foundations yeah, for us, right? I am. So we start foundations October twenty second. So the second week of foundations, mm-hmm. which will be October 29th, 
you're you're going to be directing that and and leading people through that yeah through the spiritual gift yep. thing right yeah we're going to so, do a little different is that we're going to ask yeah. them to take the test after or in between meeting one week one and coming back for week two is take the disc test and the spiritual gifts test at home so that we have the time to really talk through it during week two and talk about what is it why do you feel like you have it or were you surprised that that was your spiritual gift do other people see it when you don't see it and then how can you actively live out of those areas and, and there are there are people that have gone through some version of this in the past, mm-hmm. right? And of course, it it's been a number of years for for uh, most of the people, yeah. in, in our church. So my suggestion with them come through it again, truthfully, hundred percent because come through it again, yeah. And that's the thing is that um, in some of the places that I got to teach the spiritual gifts over the past, I think January is when I started it in different areas. Um, we began to see, and I had people take it that have taken it over and over and over again. And they were like, well, I just took it like four years ago. And I said, take it again, because you're in a different season of life here now. And what I've realized over the years is that your spiritual gifts, you have them dormant within you sometimes. And when you get to a different season of life, some of them will become stronger because that's the ones you needed to work out of for God to use you in that season of life. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why I say take it again, because you'll see how they can fluctuate and see what where God is calling you to use them here and now. Yeah, we actually have one of our staff members said something new showed up on his when yeah. he took, took it last, whenever it was, last year, last year sometime, last fall, I guess, that he took it again. And he said something showed up different that was not there, not there before. Uh, so so th- we we actually had a couple, we had some, we had actually had two couples that are long-term members yeah. that came through foundations again this, this last time that we did it. So, so. This was not supposed to be an infomercial informal, for <laughs> foundations, Good for but, but I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. Uh, we'll be dropping some information on Facebook and other, other stuff about foundations coming up. But, yeah, you don't have to have just started coming to this church to come to foundations. In, in fact, it's, it's going to be different than, than you've done in the past, obviously, um, no matter when you've done it before, done any, any type of pre pre-membership church training or whatever yeah. you want to call this, whatever we've done it in the past, dinner with a pastor, coffee with a pastor, growth track or whatever, it there's going to be some things that are the same, but there's there's going to be something different uh, that I think that no matter how long ago or even just two or three years ago, if you've done it, you you should come back through and, and do it again, particularly particularly if 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 you know that um, that that you that you want to be all in mm-hmm. uh, and 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 do something. You yeah. want to do something besides just attend church, yeah. right? You feel like you need to do something. Well, if you don't know exactly, just just come come to Foundations. I would tell you just to come to the second week, but no, you can't do that. No, you got <laughs> to you gotta, you gotta come it. to the first. We feed you lunch. I mean, it's I mean, it's, it's free. So so just just come on. So uh, so I, I would I would enc- I would encourage. Encourage that because I think in in particularly the way that um, that I think Bobby is going to be uh, sharing that in that second session, you're go, you're going to find out what's in it for me, 
right? You're, you're going to find out some things about yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like I will say that part of, part of mine and my husband's story is that there was a portion time of us attending church that we went to a new church after spending some time in ministry, volunteer men- ministry specifically. And I was in a place that I didn't want to serve at all. I wanted just to hang back and be in the back row um, and and just wanted to be. And I was really okay at that point in my life where no one knew my name at the church. And I like I could slip in and slip out. And then God really just got a hold of me and was like, listen, you're missing out on a big portion of who you are. You're missing out on a big portion of who I need you to be. And you have a purpose in growing this kingdom. I've invited you in. We've talked on Sundays about being adopted into this body of Christ. And part of that is, is that we each have a specific purpose. And if we're not all fulfilling that purpose, then the body's not working as one. Um, And so I know how easy it is to be able to sit back and walk in and walk out. Um, But there's so much more available into us. And, you know, I talked on Sunday about feeling and understanding what it means to be fully alive in Christ. You're never going to know what it means to be fully alive in Christ unless you're actively living out that purpose through serving and connecting and finding your place in the body of Christ. And so this is a part of for us to be able to do that for you. Well, I I think uh, I wrote something down. That, Sorry, because that I, I, <laughs> I, we're not going to go much longer with this because because uh, this just kind of quick conversation since we didn't get to meet yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> True. So, all right. So this is just our conversation, but uh, I think many of us, um, if you nailed us down, that I think all of us would would say say that this would be an accurate statement that we want to give ourselves to a cause that means something mm. right yeah why, why did and of course I'm, in, I'm, a, I'm sort of a more of a historian thing why did so many people volunteer during world war ii right right so many young men and yeah. even even older men even in the 30s were volunteering why because they 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 were volunteering for a cause that they knew was something greater yeah right particularly you know at that time for their country uh type thing and you know never never had anything like that since truthfully right since that since that time it's it's uh it's been a little bit different but but so many people uh, will give themselves to causes that are really not eternally mm, minded. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I see them. I, yeah, I, I'm on social media. Right. I, I read stuff that right. pe- that people are doing and giving themselves to, and I'm going like, okay, what's this? What's this going to mean in the long run? Yeah. Right. Uh, so the church is the one place that does offer at least an avenue for someone to give themselves themselves to something greater and something that 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 can and does make a difference. So so I encourage all of you, all of you out there um listening uh to um to explore that. Explore explore what it means to give yourself to something that's greater and uh and we can help you do that. Yep. All right. Foundations uh October twenty second 29th and November, is that 5th? 5th, right? Yep. I can never remember the November <laughs> date. Those are th- three Sundays. We do it at 11 o'clock. As soon as 945 is over. Uh, as we, long as one of us doesn't go over. Yeah, I'm, I, I promised I would not. <laughs>
I I'm promised, just saying. I promised I would not this time. <laughs> I promised go. I would get out early. Get out early this week. So thank you. Oh, by the way, I didn't. I never said my name is Kyle Gatlin. Oh, and I'm Bobby. <laughs> yeah, you're Bobby, Bobby Laster. We're the pastors. My bad. At Covenant. I did not. I did not say that at the no. beginning. So we just say that. We'll say that at the end. So, so thank you all for uh, listening. Hope you have a great weekend. Hope to see you Sunday.